Sexual assaults takes many forms, including attacks such as rape, as well as unwanted sexual contact or threat. Usually, sex assaults occurs when someone touches any part of another person's body in a sexual way, even if it's just through one's clothing without that person's consent. Five out of every thousand perpetrators will end up in prison. Hi! <laughs> Welcome to Girls Like Us! This is Venus. And this is Charlotte. If you guys could please rate us on any platform that you listen to, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Instagram, Facebook, please rate us and let us know what you think about us. We would love to hear from you. Please just, you know, it sounds so simple, but it does really go a long way. Yes, definitely. Yes. So we're here again on a usual setting. I kind of missed it. I know, right? So, so much has been going on. Yeah. So, yeah, so we haven't been in our usual place to record this time. Yes. So we're back. So update us. Tell us. Give us a 411. Um, well, since the last episode, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> research, 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 and work. So um, mm-hmm. nothing has really happened since then. Oh, yeah, actually it did. My son left. Uh, he did go back. So other than that, that's really it. That was too quick. Yeah, so too too quick. It was those was the fastest ten days yes. ever. Um, so. what have I? Nothing. I've been researching. Like it's so like my brain doesn't stop. It doesn't shut up. Like I'm working and I'll be like, I'll call you. Like this is like, what do you think? Of what do you think yes, about that? Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. It's like you'll start at one thing and you'll be like, how did I end up over yeah. here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been researching, trying to bring you guys more information. Like you know, I know you guys listen to what happened to us personally, and um, Charlotte and I are still trying to figure out not exactly how to move on, but we're healing. We're in our healing process, and that comes with a lot. Who do you pressure? What do you do? Who do you talk to? Especially because of the city that we live in. And let's face it, we are not a priority. So we're trying to figure out what what is the... Not exactly what is the outcome because we know what we want from this. Mm-hmm. But I guess who to talk to, who to reach out to what to say what not to say you know and it gets very frustrating very it gets very there's days when we sit there and we're like what like is it even good enough are we doing what we can you know and you guys do have to remember that we sit there and see this person whenever we're at work we Mm -hmm. see this person and this person just walks around like nothing happened so we're sitting there with the burden while everybody else, you know, victim shames us or just act like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And acting like nothing happened has gotten nowhere. 
no not at all so if you guys are dealing with it are healing with it just know that you guys we you know you guys are gonna go through your faces where you're angry you're sad and i think where charlotte and i are we're more angry at the system yes. that there is so much lack of no action you know i've been trying to contact the detective and no word you know i've been trying to reach out to see where my rape kit is at nothing mm-hmm. it's so, just like the system just has failed us for the yes. most part so who do i need to go to like do i need to be out there acting crazy for somebody to listen to me mm-hmm. so just know that you guys will go through those faces but just know that speaking up is the first step because you don't you never know who you could save you just never know who you could save and that kind of leads us into today's episode which we will be um talking about the dna um the importance of the importance of the dna and sexual assault cases and we would be also covering um a story that I don't think it came out in the news. I actually saw a tweet about this and I told you. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty sad that it didn't make the news because of how much there was of like exactly. how many incidents were hey, with why? this particular person. I initially seen it, so I'm like, yes. what is this? I've never heard anything <laughs> of this. What are talking about? And I'm like, I saw it on Twitter, so let <laughs> me tell you. So quite disturbing, I must say. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's begin so dna is so very important um in sexual assault cases um it just kind of like the benefits of it it increases likelihood of identifying the perpetrator Mm -hmm. it increases increases um likelihood of holding perpetrators accountable um it prevents future sexual assaults and i can't even get it out right now (laughs) future sexual assaults from occurring um it's just so much to it. Um, like, like I said, it was a rabbit hole of information yes, on yes, DNA. Yes. But it's just so much like it. The material found in the DNA um, determines characteristics such as eyes, hair, skin color. Each mm-hmm. person um, DNA is different, except for identical twins. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that means they can accurately, you know, identify a perpetrator, mm-hmm. similar to the way we use fingerprints. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it can also be collected, like the where it can be found. It can be found on your clothing um, of you or the person um, who survived the, the sexual assault um, yes. through exams. So you do become a crime scene. You do become evidence. Yes. You are walking evidence as to why they, well, we advise you to not shower, not change your clothes, mm-hmm. don't eat, don't pee, don't brush your teeth. Like, literally, I know that you don't stay here in a, are like oh I'm gonna go get raped today you know and especially I think after something like this happens you want to brush it off because mm-hmm. you want your body back but you're washing away you're the DNA. washing away the DNA mm-hmm. and that's something that needs to be kept because even if it doesn't say anything do something for you a hundred percent of the time, and I want to say a hundred percent of the time, this person has done it more than once. Yeah. So it's just like evidence on top of evidence that they're adding to this person. Right. Because they feel like they can continue to get away mm-hmm. with it. But if we, you know, 
go through the proper procedure and going straight, you know, to the hospital mm -hmm. or whatever to get it, we, it's, they're more likely to be caught because yeah. so many people really don't report it. So mm -hmm. that's so important. Um, so we have two types of DNA and one is from the body fluids, which is like semen, saliva, and blood. And one comes from your skin cells. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, Charlotte like found some really good articles, and this one, um, I didn't know this, but I mean, I kind of did, where they were stating how when there's an ongoing investigation of rape or sexual assault, other people are tested for their DNA, like the officers that were mm -hmm. there, friends and family, witnesses, or other sexual partners that you might have had prior to 24 hours. So this happens just the officers and everybody that took, I guess, took you in because their DNA can be on you. And of course, you know, if you had other sexual partners, they need to be, you know, dismissed and say like, no, this was consensual and this other person wasn't. Yep. Um, uh, so once they get it, the, the process of it, once they get all this DNA and everything, they do send it off to the crime lab. Um, where it goes through like uh, actually a stage of things. I'm like, okay, it's not just um, them testing it, but um, they just uh, they send it through CODIS all these notes <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got a whole lot of notes. Well, see um, one of them I did read that uh, for the DNA to be admissible during a trial it has to be gathered properly by right. investigators so if they mess it up yes so this up. is why in the previous episodes we've told you like you know there is a, spe a specified nurse she can't leave your <laughs> rape kit and on top of her not being able to leave your rape kit it has to be sealed mm -hmm. she cannot leave the rape kit till it's picked up and this you know makes it to where it's admissible in court right. it does you know the chances of it being admissible in court are higher if this is followed through because it also follows the proper chain of custody right and i felt like this is where trust comes in <coughs> to play it comes into play with officers with the detectives and with the hospital because we don't know like you know a lot of these right. people is the first time that it happens to them. A lot of these hospitals don't offer advocates where they walk you through it. So let's say you put yourself through this three hour exam and you put yourself through the process of the investigation, the questions, the mm -hmm. family, and for whatever reason, it makes it to court. Yes, we made it to court. You're facing who did it to you. And then they tell you that you can't submit the DNA. Right, it's admissible. Right. Admissible because the detective, the officer, the nurse, whoever messed it up or mm -hmm. something, or God forbid they dropped it or anything yeah. like that will yeah. make it not a viable mm -hmm. uh, DNA kit. Um, it's really messed up that everything kind of lies in their hands because any wrong move, yes, it can all be messed up, it can all be thrown out. So overall, the presence of the DNA evidence and sexual assault or lack of can greatly impact the outcome of a mm -hmm. criminal or civil trial. Um, DNA is not always considered conclusive proof of a rape, 
or sexual assault, but DNA testing can also be used to prove innocence and often is the key to winning a case and or reducing um, a sentence. So it can be used either uh, for you or against you. Like, for, of course, for the, um, yeah. pro, you know, the other t- the team, the defense, mm-hmm. they try to, go, try to use it against you. So, so I have this um, of the article that um, Charlotte found. Um, it says, in general, prosecuting attorneys must prove two facts to successfully convict someone of rape or sexual assault. One, there was sex between the accused and the accuser. And two, it was not consensual sex. DNA can only be used to help prove the first of the two facts, but it also can be used to rule out the presence of an accused person or at least create the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. So it is also, you know, if it is determined that there is no DNA matching the accused, it causes doubt as to whether the rape took place. So even though you were assaulted, this does not mean that the rape did not occur. Mm-hmm. And although discouraging, you as the victim know yourself. And it doesn't mean that this didn't happen. So do not let authorities or other people lead you to believe that this didn't happen to you. Just because there isn't any DNA, just because your rape kit comes back clean, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like what now. I mean, <clears throat> you will feel like what now because... You know, you may have been relying on that, but understand that a lot of these perpetrators have gotten smart about it. Mm-hmm. And they it's not the first time they do it. So they take so many precautions. Yeah. Um, there's a system, it's called CODIS, what they uh, kind of run it through. This is useful when they identify of a rapist that's unknown. So DNA analysis is convenient for matching uh DNA with a specific person who has been accused, but if the person is not listed in the CODIS, and let me say what CODIS is, just so you know, <laughs> CODIS is uh, it's combined DNA index system that they use to kind of like mm-hmm. go through the system to mash up things. So then they can order a DNA sample to be taken. So let's say that they run the DNA of your rape kit through the system, mm-hmm. and it brings up a match, then it's there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have a match then whoever the accused is you know whoever you're accusing of it whoever did this to you they can be subpoena for their dna but this also goes back into what we talked about last week um when it comes to the like the if the matches aren't in the dna um how I believe New York brought charges to a Jane Jane Doe's DNA Mm -hmm. I personally feel like every state should do this because that eliminates the statute of limitations once your rape kit is tested and if it's not in the system i think we should (coughs) be bringing you know charges to you know jane doe's dna one jane doe's dna two because obviously there's more than one cases Mm -hmm. i believe that this is how it should be handled but not every state does it like this not every state allows it because like we said, a lot of these people know how to do it at this point and leave nothing. Right. I think overall, they're just coming up with new ways as time goes on, as technology is advancing and things like that. Because CODIS 
it wasn't even formally existed only since 1994, mm-hmm. which technically it's not that long ago. So it's not. So I feel like I'm as four years old, you know, it was <laughs> <laughs> not that long ago. I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, so as time goes on and everything is advancing and things like that, hopefully things will get better because right now it's system really isn't that great. At all, <laughs> to say the least. You're right. To say the least. So, um, um, in general, though, prosecuting attorneys must prove two facts to successfully convict somebody of rape or sexual assault. One, there was sex between the accuser and the accused. Second, it was not consensual sex. That is what their main things that they have to prove. Yes. So, even if there is DNA it doesn't necessarily mean that your perpetrator is going to be convicted mm-hmm. because now it relies into the evidence that you have. It relies in the your statement, their statement, if there are any witnesses that are there. And also remember that we live in a society where it's mostly men who are empowered, judges, detectives, policemen, witnesses, so, let's face it, they play the buddy system, the boys club. So, they have each other's back. They look into, you know, how are you dressed? What did you do? Did you begin, like, did you want it at first? And, like, that, in a sense, irks me because even if I did want it at first, when I said no, it means no. I don't care if initially I said yes. The moment I say no, it's no. You get off me. I don't know what in the world makes you think that you own me, that I have no saying in this act. Mm -hmm. So if even if what happened to you started consensual, it and it ended to where like you're like I'm done. I don't want it. That is rape. Mm -hmm. That is rape. And that's where I think the harder part comes proving it. And it's I think it's harder to prove. You know, once it's like a he said, she said. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of the victim blaming comes. A lot of the we don't believe the victim comes. Because a lot of these perpetrators are like, are charismatic. Like they Mm -hmm. know what they're doing. And a lot of them like look at you and are lying and you can't even tell. (coughs) That is so true. Um. Because uh, pretty much uh, the limitations of using DNA as evidence, DNA findings are often combined with other evidence to gain conviction. In some cases, the evidence appears to be obvious, as in the 2017 use of uh, DNA in a rape case in uh, Omaha Mm -hmm. that had uh, identified a serial rapist who had broken into random homes and raped four women at knife point. Other um, other evidence sometimes used in, in concert with DNA evidence includes evidence of injuries consistent with the rape or sexual mm-hmm. assault, phone records, text messages, social media, interviews with potential witnesses. So where there's a will, there's a way. Like when they really own it and trying to, to get involved, they can uh, do this. Yes, but... Like we've said before, the person, the detective investigating this has to be really on top. They have to write. They have to. That's the biggest thing, finding that one who actually is concerned. 
and I think a lot of them think like, oh, it's just like one case, but it's not one case. And maybe detectives like across all cities need to talk to each other, need to compare <laughs> notes, you know, mm-hmm. because it'd be that one thing. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. Yes. Like if everybody communicate, like the information they had, it would probably be more cases um, mm-hmm. closed and, and figured out. Yes. You know, but... It is, yeah, exactly. This is sad. It's really messed up. Yes, yes. Um, another problem with DNA is that it sometimes isn't usable, or it can be proven to be corrupt if the samples mm-hmm. of the bodily fluids haven't been collected properly, which we said earlier. Like one wrong move, your whole kid is messed up. It's not even valid anymore. And there's even been cases where the evidence has been falsified, falsified by law mm-hmm. enforcement, which is pretty messed up. Like, how you? Why would you do something like that? But you know, even if the integrity of samples can be confirmed, DNA evidence can prove only certain things. So yes. it's like so. Yeah, like we've stated, DNA does not prove if the sex act was consensual or not. Mm-hmm. So and also. The fact that there's DNA does not prove. Yep. And the lack of DNA does not prove it either. Right. So either way it goes that we can't solely rely on that. Mm-hmm. Because we have to take into account other stuff. Um, which kind of leads into the art- other article that um, Charlotte found where they gave us the example of this 20-year-old woman. Yeah, this is pretty messed up. Yeah. Yes, that... You know, because the article does state, like, in the other pages, that, where it says that 72% of the jurors anticipate seeing DNA in a sexual assault trial. hmm And I guess it's because we, ex- we've, I mean, I watch Law & Order, and we watch these shows where there's always DNA, and, like, you know, you take the DNA and you send it to the lab. It's so simple and like, on the movies, yeah. You know, this happened at 1 p.m., and guess what? At 6 p.m.? Mm-hmm. It's solved, and he's in jail, and you're in court, and yeah, and that is not how it works. That is not how it works. Um, not at all. In this case, um, do you want to tell us what happened with her, Charlotte? Sure. Um, so it's a 20 year old um, young woman, and she had got around with her ex boyfriend. They had broken up like seven months prior to that, and um, she was not really interested in him like that she just wanted to remain friends and uh she got blocked from her her house when he stopped and just suddenly turned violent like i guess he wasn't friend fine with the friendship the being friend zone at this point and uh he grabbed her and violently forced himself on her like he ripped her clothes off mm-hmm. he um she tried to fight him off she had a pocket knife but he got it from her and then he dragged her by her legs out the car and raped her in a nearby wooded area. Afterwards, he stole her credit cards. He drove away. I think it was like, okay, first of all, she knew you. Why would you steal her credit exactly. cards? Exactly. Like, like, she knows where you are. Like, that was really <laughs> stupid of him. Like, he definitely didn't think that all the way out. And well, maybe he thought, like, she was, I don't know. Like, that she wasn't going to report him or something. It was, uh, yeah, stupid people. Um, but she managed to walk home and call the police and report the rape. And she was brought to the hospital where she was interviewed, photographed, examined for several hours um, during the rape kit. Um, 
So in this particular case, it was just, you know, it seemed like it was a clear-cut case of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she did report, and his rebuttal was um, he had a whole different yeah. Point. So he did admit to the sex. Right. So he admitted to it, but it was point, totally different. Yes. When they find the DNA, exactly. they're going to find DNA. Exactly. So he was like, yeah, they had sex, but they had a great time out partying, kicking it. He was like, they took some drugs. He blacked out briefly, but when he woke up, he claimed that his ex-girlfriend was on top of him, and they had consensual rough sex. <laughs> he said their clothes was everywhere, and then he must have accidentally <laughs> taken her credit card when he gathered his things. He denied ever handling a knife trying for her trying to fight him off. Like he's like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought this was pretty interesting because, and this is a he say she say type of thing. This is somebody you did actually date, and you know he's giving a whole different story. Um, so in this particular case, um, if DNA is not always probative or present, they look at other things. Um. They look at um, like the blood test. Like he said, they were drinking and having a party there from the blood test because they taking all his blood from you. They're checking to see what's alcohol in the system. There was no Mm -hmm. alcohol in her system. Her bruises and stuff, um, the rips and tears on her clothes doesn't show that of what he's saying. So her physical evidence that they looked at wasn't that of what he described. Mm And they did test simple drugs, and he did have drugs in his system. So in those cases, the DNA wasn't necessarily needed because they had all the other evidence mm-hmm. there. They had her physical marks on her. They Her jean zipper was broke off from where he, like, yanked them down. Um, that, there was no alcohol in her system, like he said, that they were at a party or whatever. So in this case, they did not have to use that DNA because yeah. they had everything else because then he what broke said. her knife and they found the knife mm-hmm. and he's like oh I never handled it but right. there was his fingerprints were on the well, knife on the knife yep so it's like what else do you want like just so yeah so in the times where they could possibly have used a condom or something like that they do look at other things mm-hmm. to test for the DNA to see if it's as up with you know with the, how the story had happened so um, a lot of you know things have been placed in these sexual assault kits, like the blood test and test for that, to show you like what's in your system as well. So that that helps out. Join in. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I know because I was just so interested in this picture. It is it no because so you know there's so many things that comes into play because I think like even with this case, it's so. I think people don't want to believe that the people that we know mm-hmm. and we deal with every day are capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's harder to prove because if we look hard enough, the evidence will be there. If you look hard enough, it will be there. It's just a matter of you being a good detective, you being good at what you do mm-hmm. and proving it. I think it's just that us as society subconsciously we don't want to admit that some of the people that we know are not nice some of the people that we know are predators are rapists and I think we'd like it's more of an ego thing where we like to believe that we know how to pick 
the people in our lives Mm -hmm. but we all have secrets we all you know and not all of us are shady but you know sometimes I guess when you find out that someone close to you does this you start questioning yourself as a human like where's Mm -hmm. my judgment and it puts you in a place just because like from experience from where we're at you start questioning everybody in your life you you don't trust the people closest to you anymore Mm -hmm. and i think that's what it is that it's not the lack of evidence it's just that we want to believe that people close to us wouldn't do this Mm -hmm. that's all very true and that's who do it the ones who are closest to you yes and you know maybe that's why a lot of people don't report it right uh yeah that's probably why yeah so then no no a lot of the stuff that in the particular article they Mm -hmm. you know just go by the numbers and stuff like that and the cases uh that's been tested and entered and yeah the results of it Mm -hmm. and to be honest the results aren't really high (laughs) yeah um it this article also touches into the you know the actual case like from unbelievable uh, with they take it says takes for example the case of Colorado serial rapist Marco Larry, who committed several sexual assaults in multiple jurisdictions. But he had done this for so long that he already knew how to wash the DNA off. So he ordered them to shower, brush their teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, he took the bed clothing with him. But with him, his he had an mo. Yeah. He had an mo where. You know, he used gloves, so the like the glove part, the glove patterns in every um, scene, in every you know um, rape scene was the same. He left behind shoe prints, so the DNA evidence isn't what got him caught right. because he was cleaning it. He was cleaning it. It was just his mo what he used. You know, um, that's what got him caught, and. I believe that a lot of these people that rape mm. are serial rapists. And yep. if we were to put them all together, we will eventually find patterns in them. And we see that they only not didn't they, they only just didn't do it once. And they escalated. They escalated because the first ones were messy, but authorities don't listen, don't care. No, they don't. You know, I think they're more like into if it's like a murder or a prejudgment. Yeah. You know, it's a woman, you'll be fine, I don't care, why were you there, why were you out? Right. Um I found this really, really interesting and I'm actually um gonna take a picture for you guys and put it on our Facebook and Instagram. Um and I think it's just cause we could relate to it where it's it touches into the drug facilitated sexual assaults yep and how it's increasing it's increasing because you guys have to understand that even if it's just alcohol you know your judgment is all not there and even if you're there you're saying no you're weak which with whatever drug you become weak you know so it makes it so much easier for the other person to to do it yeah and you know it's we go out 
and we cover our drinks you know we take care of ourselves because we're taught from a young age you don't take drinks from strangers you know it starts as look, you don't take candy from strangers if right. a stranger comes and offers you candy you don't do it so this is how we're taught and I don't think we're ever taught and I don't think that we I mean we shouldn't have to live in a world like that where you're like be more careful from the people around you like mm -hmm. be more careful from the people that are in your circle and it's so funny because for a really long time my ex-girlfriend used to tell me that she's like the people that are around you those are the ones that you have to worry about cause yep. you, and like I'd be like I don't know you're just talking crazy like no right and then this happened to me and I was like you're right like the people around me are the ones that I have to be more careful with but it's like what went wrong in your life that you find the need to do this mm -hmm. like where were your parents at where were where was your system at to teach you not to be a rapist to exactly. teach you not to drug people mm -hmm. like where was that at because i was taught how to take care of myself and even at that i let my guard down once and not even because i mean i remember and i was i I was watching him pour it. I couldn't see it, but right. I'm like, I'm watching you pour it, mm -hmm. and look what happened to me. Yep. And I know you. Mm -hmm. And it says, as quickly as 20 minutes, it, mm -hmm. it takes, you know, effect mm -hmm. on you. And it could cause Alicia for up to eight hours. Yep. You know, the Xanax, GHB, and it's you don't know you don't know because they have no taste no smell right no nothing and when you go into the doctor they test you for the marijuana for cocaine heroin for those kind of drugs ghb comes out of your system so quick and i think the only way where they could test it is actually they have to do it through your blood and they can't even do it right there and then. I think they have to send it to, like, a lab. But like I said, had I known this, mm -hmm. I would have been like, make sure you test me for this and that. Mm -hmm. Like, make sure that you send it. I didn't know that. Right. Like, I get my results and they're like, it's not in your system. So I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it happened, but exactly. it's not in my system. And the advocates are like, it leaves your body literally within 30 minutes. She's like, and if you've been throwing up, that that's out of your system. And because I had been throwing up, so if you, for whatever reason, know that you have been drugged, and they try to tell you, like, because they are gonna tell you, you know, we're gonna screen you for drugs, make sure that you tell them, screen me for these drugs. Mm -hmm. If you need to send it to a lab, I don't care. Screen right, me for it. these drugs. Had I known this, had I known that these drugs leave your system, like right away mm -hmm. i would have been like screaming for these drugs send it i mean you took how many vials of blood of me mm -hmm. i peed and like how many things take it right take it like there is no excuse for you not to do it because i consented to this rape kit yeah right but this information that nobody tells us nobody teaches nobody us nobody teaches us this type they of just stuff. tell us how to be careful and they never tell us what to do after mm -hmm. if it were to happen. Right. Well, they are working on something to like research new ways of mm -hmm. extending the testing window to allow drugs to be tested 
um, detected days or even weeks after ingester because right now it's quickly at your system, but they are trying to come up with something where you still can be tested afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that's one good thing. It, it's still in the works. I feel like they're they're probably more adamant on it now because it's happening more often than none these days. But um, hopefully soon they do come up with something where they can. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a complicated process, but mm-hmm. I'm sure they can figure it out. <laughs> yes, because these drugs leave you, leave your system so long, then you don't remember so who do you blame what do you even say happened Mm -hmm. you don't know and it's like these people do it over and over again and they just keep getting away with it yeah because they know like you're not Mm -hmm. gonna remember so i'm not even worried about it Mm -hmm. and they probably i'm sure they're probably aware of how the system works Mm -hmm. just really messed up (laughs) it really really is Mm -hmm. Um, this was such a really, really, really good um, article. It gave like a lot of statistics, mm-hmm. like body influence. I'm gonna post a link for you guys. Um, definitely read it, look into it, see it. You know, if you're skeptical, if you're like, oh no, that's not how it happens. Like these are facts. these are facts, right? This isn't like, just something we just talking about. We make sure we get the information so we can give it to you guys. And yes. we also give you the link. So if you're like, oh, that doesn't sound right, nope, look in the link. Go read yes. it for yourself. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. And yeah, this is what's out there. Because a lot of times people say, like, oh, well, did you get, you know, tested? I'm like, yes. Like, I told them to test me for drugs. Like, and the first thing they said, well, if that was the case, it's out of your system. And people just look confused like yeah okay and now with me it's the whole well if you had the rape kit done um it should have been like a a done deal like right you know (laughs) if you had the rape kit done what are the the results and i'm like Mm -hmm. like how like how does that make a person feel like that's the system is messed up I can't say it enough. Like, it's really unfortunate. Like, this is why people, like, keep it to themselves because you're not getting the proper help that you should be getting. You know, um, I think this weekend, uh, my ex-girlfriend and I were talking about it, and she yelled at me. (laughs) And I hate it when she yells at me. And, like, you know, I love her. And, like, I know, like, how much she cares about me. So she's like... I'm not trying to sound like a bitch. She's like, but you have to understand that you're not a priority. She's like, let's face it, you're a minority. You're not a priority. She's like, so you need to keep calling and you need to do what you need to do. She's like, to make yourself a priority. To make sure that, you know, they know Mm -hmm. that you're there and you're still here. You know, and I guess like in a part, I was just like, you know, I guess you're right. Because me sitting here thinking that maybe the system's going to work in my favor is not going to get me anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think just we're at the point where we're like, who do we talk to? Mm-hmm. Like, we're just going to make a lot of noise. Right. Something needs to get done. Like, even if it doesn't come from us, you know, other victims that he's done this to, other victims of sexual assault, you know, I think that's the only way 
it gets done. Right. When you're pressing it, and even sometimes when you press it, and still like yes, and that kind of goes into the next article because I was mm-hmm. so surprised. Well, it's not the article because it was just like a whole bunch of information that we gathered. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know if you guys seen. Um. There was this guy. Uh, his name is Jason Roger Pope. He's a DJ. He's a Florence DJ uh, from South Carolina. And he is accused of human tra- trafficking um, for like, it was over like 600 girls. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty disgusting. He very disgusting. He's like, now he's like 40. Mm-hmm. I believe so he's 40 and these girls are 13 14 I actually had Charlotte look at his Facebook <laughs> it was so Today, disturbing <laughs> I don't know why she had me look at that because I needed you to see like ridiculous uh, here's like, the thing guys if you guys go look at his Facebook his name is Jason Jason Pope Jason Pope, you Jason, Pope. Jason Roger Pope. and I mean you can't Loosen because he has all this EJ stuff. And mm-hmm. here's where I went. And this is why I went to look at his Facebook. There's an album he has on his Facebook. And I, I told you exactly which one it was. Mm-hmm. It's something. It's, it's the first one. When you go in there, okay. it is the first one. It's so like it's 180 like Girls pictures. and Parties Part 1. Something like that. Mm-hmm. He has pictures. And this is. Okay. He's a white man. And the girls that are in his pictures are African Americans. And if you see these pictures, he has them, like, straddling him without a shirt on, Mm -hmm. like, you know, very sexual positions, like, pulling their pants down. Like, I think one of them looked like they were laying in a mattress without, like, covers or anything. Yeah, it was she. Oh, it was bad. And here's the thing. These girls look young, young. Mm -hmm. Very young. Some of them girls look like little babies, like, little teenagers, and it's just like, what? Yes. And I was just really, like, grossed out because it's, like, okay, so he first was accused in 2013. That's, like, when it first came out. Mm-hmm. His first victim in 2013, she was 13 years old. Yeah. And this is how it came out. She accused them, you know, that they had intercourse. Whether it was consensual or not, she's 13. She cannot give give consent. Let's start by that. So mm-hmm. that's rape. Mm-hmm. So then she ended up with AIDS, and they had unprotected sex. So at this point, you're spreading AIDS. Mm-hmm. That alone should have been it. You know, if you don't want to pursue him because he's white, because he's a man, because you don't believe it, because what is the expression? Oh, you know, she wanted it. These girls are fast. Whatever the excuse you want to use, because she's a minority. Mm-hmm. Whatever, cool. Use that. He's sitting around spreading AIDS. Yep. And he only messed with Afro-American girls. That's yes. the crazy part. That, like, that's it. Uh, that's his ammo. Because he said he wanted them to spread it to mm-hmm. others. So in 2013, he does this to a 13-year-old girl. And he did not end up in jail. Mm-hmm. He's out promoting, DJing. Whatever the case is. So then somebody has stated that he had put, like, I tried looking for the post where he, it said, I have 60, I'm, 
I think he was 35. I'm 35 years old, and I have 693 bodies, all black. What about you? Mm-hmm. You're gross, dude. You're yeah. gross. You you are truly, truly gross. Like, he's 42 now, and I think at first he had actually, he wanted a bond. Right. He, yeah, he withdrew that. Yeah, he knows. He come out, but not because. And I'm like... It's bad. And then the, the messed up part that the 13 year old reported him, nothing happened. A family mm-hmm. member reported him with mm-hmm. evidence. Mm-hmm. Nothing still was done. Like they had the evidence. Yes. And they still didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He's had like several arrest warrants, you know. He's like where he, one of them stated where, you know, he had forced minor girls into perform sex acts for money. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that they had come into his house and there were two girls that were reported missing and they were in his house. Yeah, they yeah, he's been charged by sex yeah. trafficking, juvenile prostitution, mm-hmm. um having people having sex with him for money, a lot of different valuables. Like it's it's mm-hmm. he got a long trail of yes. things. And like one of the victims that came out in twenty seventeen, um, he was paying her for sex and then he was blackmailing her to perform mm-hmm. sexual acts because she didn't want to. Right. She, like, these people are not of age. They're minors. Yeah. And this is what she said. She's like, she told deputies most of the sex was consensual, but she believed Pope, who was 40 at the time, brainwashed her and took advantage of her. The report stated, the juvenile also alleged the suspect had sex with lots of girls between the ages of 15 and 16. He will first ask them if they wanted to work by handing out flyers, promoting him as a DJ for parties, and then bribing them with money, according to law enforcement. There is no such thing as consensual sex between a minor and an adult. Even if your parent says it's okay, it is not okay. It is not consensual. No. It's not. Like, (laughs) I don't even... I just don't understand how the fact that he's been out here, Mm -hmm. that he's just now... Going yeah. to uh to jail when they were saying from nineteen ninety seven mm-hmm. to two thousand eleven he had a, a mirage mm-hmm. of charges. Yes. If he then someone's mom called for him because her fifteen year old daughter was talking to him via Snapchat, Facebook, and she's like it seemed like he was luring young girls to contact him to win prizes. And if you do go on his Facebook He did, he had he, money posted out. Known, he has money posted and he's like and he never, you know, because I have a couple friends that are DJs. I've known a couple promoters. They're like, guys, who wants to win this? Like, you know, it's addressing the yeah everybody in general. Mm-hmm. No, he's like, which one of you girls wants to win VIP tickets to blah, 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 blah? Mm-hmm. Which one of you girls wants to win $300 for Valentine's right, Day? Right, right. Like, uh-huh. With the twenties just spread. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm like, that's yes. only a little kid. Go, mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at it. Like, what? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you you could tell that these posts are geared towards younger girls, mm-hmm. like towards younger girls. Even like looking through mm-hmm. the pictures, they were mm-hmm. all like most of them were younger. They were girls all young. Probably was missing yeah. something, but so then um he I guess uh his relative has he's like he's been doing this for a long time and. He had screenshots of pornographic images he had posted and he had saved. And they were, like, really, I guess, explicit. 
-hmm. then in September, that's where I was telling you where there was two girls missing, and they were with him. And they were 16-year-olds. Again, <laughs> you are a minor. You're right. Why is nothing being yes. done still? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, the way that he just carried, like, I'm just like, how? Yeah. How? And you know, you're sitting out here, like, some of the pictures that, like, one of the articles had, and that's why I wanted to go into his stuff to see, because they blurred the face, and, I mean... You know, yeah, on Facebook. Well, no, in, yeah, on the article they blurred the face, so I wanted to see what the girl looked like. Cause I'm like, okay, this could still be an adult. I mean, it doesn't make it all right. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of wanted to see, and I'm like, no, no, mm -hmm. dude, no. These were like clearly young girls. Yes, he was giving out drugs too. Mm -hmm. And one of the neighbors was like, I suspected a long time ago that things weren't right over there because of. Who had who he had coming in and out? Said a longtime neighbor who recalled several young-looking girls stopping by at the home. They looked like they were very young, underage. Maybe, maybe he added. But nobody. But yeah, no one said mm -hmm. anything. And yeah. then people who did say something still didn't get, mm -hmm. still got by. And oh my god, he's disgusting. Like, it's very. Disgusting. You know, you're forty. Mm -hmm. You are 40. Um, one of the articles had, like, his rap sheet. No, it had, well, it had, like, for his arrest. So, he was arrested the 29th of August of this year. Like, and literally it got no attention in the news. I, right? No attention I never, news. I didn't even see it. It didn't get no attention in the news. So, this is what he's charged with. Sex, um... Uh, Sex, criminal, sexual conduct, first degree, kidnapping, trafficking, trafficking in persons, recording, uh, soliciting, harboring, transporting, or attempts of first offense, trafficking in persons, sex, criminal assault, first degree, trafficking in persons, criminal sexual conduct with a minor, second degree, promoting the prostitution of a minor, and then criminal sexual conduct, first degree. He has no bond. <laughs> he received no coverage no news coverage and the thing is that it was a lot of girls he blatantly said oh, I have yeah girls. I have it. this many bodies what about 693 you? bodies mm -hmm. <laughs> that was what well I see one of the, the quotes I'm just, and I didn't see anything yeah. nowhere about it because oh they were saying that the first two cases where they um said that he had given them AIDS, like the first ones that came out. Mm -hmm. It says those are, those cases were apparently resolved without charges. Like, okay. how did that right. happen? Like, okay, we've already established the fact that people don't take rape seriously. I don't know why. And, again, these are minority girls, so, oh, you know, she's too fast. She wanted it. She knew what I was getting mm -hmm. to. You know, who cares? It's just another minority Okay, you're spreading AIDS. Right. How did you not get charged? Yeah. How? Then, like, in 2018, he was charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor. He pleaded to a lesser charge. You have something prior. Mm -hmm. Why are you still letting Why him walk? Exactly. And, you know, he probably has a lot more victims because, like we've said, 
Mm-hmm. Everybody has a came out. Yes. And this, of course, got no coverage. Nobody talked about it. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's talking about all these girls. And even some of the comments were like, oh, these are these are these girls are fast like it doesn't matter no not it at does all. not matter they were under age and honestly you as a person think of how you were at 13 mm-hmm. were you able to make concrete decisions no everything's everywhere mm-hmm. so a 40 year old man is coming and being a you know a predator that's pretty well exactly he's a predator yes and so these girls were not fast these girls were not oh they wanted it no right but they're minorities so yeah again no publicity done whatsoever Mm -hmm. so because they're minorities who cares Mm -hmm. you know but yeah it's just a system but that is it for this episode. Do you want to tell them where to find us? Absolutely. You guys can check us out on um, IG underscore girls dot like us, or you can email us at girls like us 619 at gmail, or you can check us out on Facebook, um, girls like us 619. Go ahead and drop us a DM in regards to whatever you want to talk about you can always remain anonymous or you can email us girls like us 619 at gmail.com go ahead and rate us as well girls like us 619 on facebook thank you and the national sexual assault hotline the number is 800-656-HOPE so that's 800-656-4673 and as charlotte stated please don't forget to Rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, on Facebook. You know, leave us a comment on IG. I know it sounds really small, but it actually does go a long way because remember what we're doing. We're trying to bring awareness. We're trying to bring awareness to everybody and anybody. You know, I was checking actually the the analytics and, you know, we have a lot of U.S., but we've had like somebody from Canada, Australia, you know, the United United Kingdom and we want to hear all of you. Like we want to hear all of you because we kind of want another perspective of other countries. Exactly. You know, we're trying to bring awareness to wherever it reaches. We want to get the feedback. You might want us to talk about something just, you know. Yes. Um you might have an interesting case that happened around you that didn't make the news either. Mhm. So Thanks for listening, guys. Yes. Thanks for listening to to Girls Girls Like Us. Us.